Support for this podcast and the following message come from Wise, the app that makes managing your money in different currencies easy. With Wise, you can send and spend money internationally at the mid-market exchange rate. No guesswork and no hidden fees. Learn more about how Wise could work for you at wise.com. The United States says it is supporting all international efforts to prosecute Russians for alleged war crimes in Ukraine, including at the International Criminal Court. It is the world's only standing war war crimes tribunal, but the U.S. is not a party to it, and some in Washington oppose it, as NPR's Michelle Kellerman reports. When the U.S. ambassador-at-large for global criminal justice spoke at a recent U.N. meeting, Beth von Skok had a warning for Russian officials and -and rank-and-file officers. The world is watching, and you will be held accountable. The United States is supporting a range of international investigations into atrocities in Ukraine. That includes, she said, the International Criminal Court. It may seem the obvious choice. The ICC, based in The Hague, was set up to prosecute war crimes when countries won't hold perpetrators to account. But the U.S. is not a party to the court, in part to prevent it from being used against U.S. troops. David Bosco, who teaches at Indiana University, has written a book about the ICC. The Defense Department would prefer to keep the U.S. position clear that we actually don't think it's appropriate for the ICC to be prosecuting uh, non-member country nationals. Neither the U.S. or Russia are members of the court. During the Trump administration, the U.S. imposed sanctions on the ICC to pressure it to drop an investigation into war crimes in Afghanistan because U.S. personnel could be at risk of prosecution. A Russian legal advisor at the U.N., Sergei Leonidchenko, referred to that at the U.N. meeting Wednesday. Many of the participants of uh, the today's meeting raised uh, International Criminal Court, which uh, is interesting um, since at least two of the co-sponsors of today's meeting, the United States and the United Kingdom, did everything imaginable to shield their own military from the ICC's reach. In 2002, Congress passed the American Service Members Protection Act to prevent the ICC from prosecuting Americans. But now some U.S. lawmakers are eager to let the ICC get to work on Russia. Republican Lindsey Graham met recently with the ICC's lead prosecutor. I think he has a good plan for those who are committing war crimes in Ukraine wearing Russian uniforms. The prosecutor, Kareem Khan, has made the rounds both in Washington and in New York. We should feel ashamed that in 2022 we continue in so many parts of the world to see uh, violence that may constitute genocide, crimes against humanity and war crimes. And the pictures at this particular moment, the focus is on Ukraine, but in many other parts of the world, we need to do better. The court was set up two decades ago to be a deterrent to would-be war criminals that hasn't worked so far in Ukraine, says David Bosco. Russian leaders knew that they were going to be under scrutiny, and obviously that didn't deter them. That doesn't mean the ICC can't have a deterrent effect in some situations. You know, I know that Ukrainian officials have been trying to send out reminders to Russian generals and commanders that, you know, The Hague could be an ultimate destination for them. 
Like Russia, Ukraine is not a member of the ICC, though it did give the court jurisdiction. Ukraine could try to prosecute cases in its own courts if it can catch the perpetrators. Other European countries could try the same. As for the U.S., it says it's helping to gather evidence for prosecutors in Ukraine or in The Hague. Michelle Kellerman, NPR News, the State Department. I'm Rachel Martin. After hosting Morning Edition for years, I know that the news can wear you down. So we made a new podcast called Wild Card, where a special deck of cards and a whole bunch of fascinating guests help us sort out what makes life meaningful. It's part game show, part existential deep dive, and it is seriously fun. Join me on Wild Card wherever you get your podcasts, only from NPR. On this week's episode of Wild Card, comedian Bowen Yang says you don't have to feel bad for falling short on mindfulness. I get in my own way by, like, over-privileging the present. That's so interesting because everyone wants to be in the present. I feel like being present is overrated. I'm Rachel Martin. Join us for NPR's Wild Card podcast, the game where cards control the conversation. When you hear Birmingham, Alabama, you might think about the civil rights movement, but maybe not about baseball. But as the oldest pro ballpark in America, Rickwood Field saw the struggle for freedom play out right there on the dirt and grass. I'm Roy Wood Jr. I grew up in Birmingham, and I'm going to tell you this whole story. Listen to Road to Rickwood from WWNO and WRKF, part of the NPR Network.